Welcome to another episode of Band Director Bootcamp, the podcast with productivity and wellness tips for busy band directors. I'm your host, Leslie Moffat, and I'm really grateful to be sharing this platform with you. As busy band directors, we know you don't have time to watch lengthy professional development webinars, so we share 20-minute tidbits with takeaways you can use to support you in this awesome profession in a healthy way. And I'm super stoked about our guest today. I know I'm always excited, but this one's really fun because we met by accident um, just recently and got on the phone with him today. And it just felt like, oh, this is super easy because he and I share a a love of music education and keeping music educators healthy. Um, He, this is his Jeff Ostamore is his name, and he's a music educator who's been teaching for more than two decades. Currently at Texas A and M at Commerce, he's also a band directing consultant uh, for percussion and band directors, primarily in Texas, but also all over, um, with a company called Strive Mind. He adjudicates all over North America, um, and marching bands, drum lines, and, and a lot more than that. It's been a DCI judge. And the reason he and I cross paths is because he's an author of a book for band directors, you guys. Can you <laughs> believe it? There's more than one of us. Um, his book is called Breathe, Grow, Share fostering student impact through the lens of a music teacher's best life. I was so excited to hear that this is out here and really grateful to have you here with us today, Jeff. So kind of you, Leslie. Thank you for the opportunity just to learn from you and just share the the concepts that we have really, really passionately in common with all of your audience. Yeah. And uh, I know that so many people will relate to you as they get to hear a little bit more about you and and why you wrote this book and what you're going to do. But before we have you talk too much, um, the little teaser why y'all are going to stay stay put here with me today is because Jeff is going to talk about the three parts of his title, um, breathe, grow and share. He's going to break those down for us and talk about why those are important to you and your sustainability and your work and all the good stuff. You guys, you might have a great education. You've invested a ton in becoming a music teacher in all the college to pay for, probably still paying for it. Um, All the things you've done, blood, sweat, and tears that you've put into this. Jeff and I want to see you being able to do it in a sustainable way. So that's why I'm here because we want to make sure the next generation of music teachers can stay and do this for the decades that we've had the privilege of doing. So Jeff, will you give our audience a, a little bit of your background so we know your journey to where you are today? Yes, ma'am. I'm happy to. So just the fact by virtue of me saying yes, ma'am, may be a dead giveaway. The fact that I teach in Texas and that's how we talk down here. So believe it or not, I'm actually from Michigan and my entire journey as a musician comes from my parents. My mother's side of the family is very gifted. My father's side, maybe not as much so, but I remember vividly sitting at the piano and I loved playing the piano as a pianist. And because I was in parochial school, the school bust us over in sixth grade to the local middle school. And I fell in love with the band program there. Homogeneous classes for a little bit of the time. And the band director was a percussionist with a lot of technique that was very, very enticing for me to learn more. And because I was a pianist, I was fairly good at being a percussionist. But then my love for really, really deep literature came when I was in high school with an an incredible band director by the name of Michael Kaufman. And Mr. Kaufman uh, took us to Midwest and we had some fantastic experiences early on. And my journey just kept 
opening and opening and opening when I just wanted to play with more and more ensembles. Well, fast forward through my undergraduate and then graduate years, my first job out of graduate school was in Texas, where I was doing some work as an undergraduate at the University of North Texas. So I started teaching at the University of Texas Arlington back then, started writing music for different drum and bugle corps in high schools and such. And then through that experience of teaching, I really saw oh, so many of my colleagues start to suffer from so many things that were not in focus, their own lives, their own enrichment of all the things that we know are important to take care of ourselves. Because in the end, the irony is that our students suffer when we do not prioritize ourselves. So my good friend and business partner, Mr. Mike Garcia, a terrific teacher, formed a company called StriveMind. And in StriveMind, our whole mission is to encourage students and directors to strive to be the very best people and musicians we can. You know, when we say take care of ourselves, people are like, oh, we don't have time, right? Because who has time for that? What would we say if we were playing an instrument and we broke a reed right before? Don't have time to get a new one? You make time. <laughs> you make time or you can't play the instrument, right? Or you, if the screw right. falls out or a valve needs to be oiled, you have to do those things for the instruments we play. We would never neglect those. And so, um, mm-hmm. but it's hard to find time and, and the like. But um, I want you to talk to us today about your book title and um, each of the sections and what it represents. And and uh, so those people who will want to check the book out later, we'll know what's in it. And, and this gives, uh, gives some people maybe a different perspective or a different way to think about things than they might have. So breathe is the first part. Tell us about that. Yes, ma'am. So breathe has six chapters in it and breathe is the foundational starting point for us being incredibly service oriented to our students. And we have to have a common ground to start on. So I start with gratitude. So my chapter one is about gratitude. I go into meditation, sleep, food, energy management, and then finally mindset. So all of those non-tangibles that somehow got skipped over in our music education classes, (laughs) not a thing, right? When we were in college in the eighties and the nineties. And so back when I was growing up, Les, there was no such thing as self-care. It just didn't happen. And so now we're at least more aware of it, but we don't take the time to actually practice it because the great irony is, like you said earlier, well, my students need me. My students need me. So we literally will take off our oxygen mask to go help a student, and then we run out of air. So I loved your analogy about what happens. We're about to play a concert in seven minutes, and my clarinet player needs a read. Are we going to ignore that? Well, I would also extrapolate that concept to being on an airplane. You have people that you love sitting in your row. Are you not going to take time to take the oxygen mask? And take care of yourself because without it, you cannot affect change or save the lives of people around you. Well, in a lesser way, that's exactly what we're doing as educators. So gratitude, meditation, sleep, nutrition, mindset, those are the foundational aspects that we have to start our day with before we step foot in the classroom. Jeff and I were talking as we started this, there are so many similarities to what we're doing. Uh, My book, I talk about the Empower Method, four words that start with the letter M, a mindful approach to music, meals, and movement. It's it's the same kind of thing, right? And so the reason I thought Jeff would be so perfect to come on here is because 
we met music teachers when we worked with our students and do things. We take them out to clinics and to work with adjudicators to get often the same information, but just in a different way. And I'm so like Jeff, passionate that people hear this, that maybe I've got people out there who hear Jeff put it in a little different terminology and that resonates with you. That's why I'm so stoked because I think it's all really great information. That's what's, it's the stuff I use to change my life. And so you address that. So that was the breathe piece. So the next section is grow. Talk to me about that. Yes, ma'am. So the grow portion is the most fun for a lot of us. So the grow portion is seeing a colleague at a convention. It's getting on the phone, driving home and talking about a new breathing technique or imagery that that's resonating with seventh graders, but not ninth graders. It's the growing of our craft. And so my grow chapter has design your day, blind spots, non-musical takeaways, the holistic classroom, all kinds of technical things in our classroom that make not only great musicians, but great kids. So growing from a greater and more global sense of if I really want these four kids to really nail the A flat scale by Friday, I'm not going to concentrate on the fourth note of the A flat scale. I'm going to concentrate on them being young people that take accountability and they follow through with their word and getting really, really deep into what kind of incredible people we can put in this world because incredible people will learn the A-flat scale yes. and not always the opposite. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, oh, that was beautiful. I wish I, I, was gonna say, I wish we recorded that. I did, didn't I? <laughs> that was cool. That was great. Yeah, a lot of good stuff Thank in you. here, but that Thank growth you. part is, um, is, is really important to have to, to, for us. I, I yes, felt like part of my, um, I didn't grow in some ways as a musician. Um, I felt I didn't play as a, a mom. I raised three children and taught high school band for decades. Right. I, I didn't play in an ensemble. That was my thing I gave up. And I felt like I didn't grow that way. And so mm. four weeks ago, I started in a community band. Yes. It's all women. It's almost all band directors here in our region, How in the North fun. Seattle area. And so that piece, like, oh, this fresh growth. And then, like you're saying, I we get there it. early and talk about what tunes are you doing? Are you yes. Creators, this? Yes. Oh, yes. And so that has been just, <laughs> oh, is it in so many more ways. And it's just, I feel just renewed. So all you yes. folks that feel any stagnancy out there, find something that, that lights you up again. <laughs> yes, I love that. Before we get to your final part, Jeff, we're going to, I want to invite the listeners to take a minute to think about how you can put some of these practices that we talk about on this podcast into practice in your own life. Welcome band director bootcamp listeners. If you're feeling a bit burnt out and are ready for support and accountability partners in your wellness and productivity, we have an amazing opportunity for you. Join our 90-day virtual boot camp, a community initiative designed for busy band directors like you who love their job but seek a more sustainable approach. We'll meet weekly, discuss your wellness goals, and develop strategies to help you achieve them. We'll tackle productivity hacks and fine-tune systems for the upcoming school year. With 35 years of experience, I've got some tricks and tips up my sleeve that I can't wait to share. So as we move into a new season of our lives, if you want to feel empowered and supported by like-minded individuals, this is your chance. Reach out to me at banddirectorbootcamp.com or click on the link in our show notes to schedule a 15-minute call. Let's ensure this is the right fit for you, get you signed up, and embark on this wellness journey together. Because together, we rise. 
All right, we are back with Jeff Ostermore at um, or on here on the podcast, who's been talking about his book "Breathe, Grow, and Share" about the fundamental pieces in this this book and why they're su- such important building blocks to a healthy band director, which turns into a healthier band. And we talked about breathe. He talked so eloquently about grow, and now I want you to talk about share. Yes, ma'am. So sharing is the most fun and vital component to being a great teacher is we're able to authentically through our own lives, share music and life principles with our students. So in my last book here, excuse my last chapter here, we have defining our personal why we have working with the end in mind, identifying what our voices as an educator, but then the next chapter is identifying what their voice is and finding commonality between your wants and and your needs as an educator and reaching out to them, but listening carefully and critically for what our students' voices are. Then to what you and I were talking about a second ago, demonstration and practice. What does that look like? What do they need? What kind of learners are they? And then a concept that I've been using a lot as a performer called the peak versus eagle concept. And these are all very, very tactical ways for us to have perspective, not only how my fourth finger feels when I'm doing this mechanical motion, but when I'm able to zoom out and then listen and feel what my breathing is like and an awareness of my, my section or the ensemble and just really diving into those very small and very large concepts from the beginning. So the share part is really, for me, is the most fun trying to show up as authentically as I can, learn as much as I can as an, as an educator, but then sharing everything that I know in an age-appropriate way as they scale their musical skills. Beautiful. I'm going to want to read this book now. I'm really excited. <laughs> I really am. That's Why kind. did you write Thank it? You. What, why did you decide to write a book? Yes, ma'am. I wrote it because I was experiencing brilliant, and I mean brilliant music educators all across the state of Texas start to lose hope because for one reason or another, they felt like they were losing sight of why they became music educators, Leslie. And I, and I saw more often than not, they were using the excuse of, well, I need to because of, and this student needs me and so on and so forth. While none of those are untrue, they're also wildly out of order. And so I found myself saying less and less about uh, which month did you start this concept? What kind of imagery are you using? Do you know about the adolescent brain and what tetrascales are and pentacore and all these things? I found myself zooming away from that and saying, how much sleep are you getting? Do you do you eat a lot of carbs? Do you do you meditate in the morning? Uh, do you know what a four fifty seven? Do you know what a Roth IRA? You, I know you're stressed about finding. Oh, you have student loans. Are you saving to invest? I mean, so everything other than the moment in the classroom they thought they were hiring me for. And now let me be super clear, Leslie. I'm a huge nerd. So there's no bigger pedagogue nerd on planet Earth, especially for a percussionist than me. So I will talk about which day of the month and the this part of the year that we should start keyboards versus pad skills and what a what a pentachord should look like and so on and so forth. Yes. 
us, but not at the expense of the music educator that's showing up day after day after day that feels like they're just slowly going underneath the water. If they don't feel like there's financial hope, oh, teachers don't make very much money. Well, that's largely true. But remember, retiring with dignity and having wealth later in life has little to do with income. It has everything to do with your habits and being smart about the income we do receive as teachers. In fact, I'll just go off on one quick tangent and I'll wrap up. And that is, do you know that one of the highest occupations in the United States for millionaires is teachers? Because we are process-oriented, we are systems-oriented, and there is hope. If you start early, we can retire comfortably, and we can enjoy our later years if we just take steps early. So I find myself sharing all of those aspects of teaching, not only in, but outside the classroom. Amen. This is great. Awesome. Such important stuff because you're right. Back in the 80s and 90s, it was all about what we could do for all the kids and the communities and the schools and do, do, do for everybody else. And if you're not busy, you're not productive, your worth is not there. Right. And I think there's a whole mindset we have to undo of that, too, so that we yeah, feel worthy of taking care of ourselves. Yes, you, Dr. Phil's got nothing on us. Look at us go. <laughs> We're oh, solving man. all kinds of problems here, Leslie. Yes, we are. Well, <laughs> let's finish solving them. Would you, before we log off here, sign off here, would you tell us where can we get this book when it comes out? What, um, where, what website we can go to? How can we learn more about what you have to offer? Yes, ma'am. You're too kind. Uh, this new up and company, uh, new up and coming company called Amazon.com. Ooh, I think I've heard of them. <laughs> yeah, so the book was just released. And so uh, my understanding is that when you search for it, it'll pop right up. You can either put my name in or you can simply just type in Breathe, Grow, Share and it'll pop up. Uh, right now, my book producer is helping me record an audio book and a, an ebook as well for Kindle folks out there. Awesome. And you guys, when you read it, leave a review. That's always helpful for authors. We appreciate those. So, yeah. Gosh, I feel so fortunate that we accidentally crossed paths. Ditto. Yeah, this has been great. Thank you for coming here and talking to my audience today. And I want to thank all you band directors or all you folks who are listening to Band Director Boot Camp. And you're making a difference in kids' lives every day through the magic of music education. The work you do matters, and so do you. Join us next time on Band Director Boot Camp for another episode of Productivity and Wellness Tips to make your life a little easier. 